0: Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. Praise the Lord. How's everybody doing? Hallelujah. Blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to hear your word this morning. Lord, we thank you for the privilege to break bread. Lord, I yield myself completely, none of me but all of you, that everything that you intend to speak to to us this morning will flow from your throne through my lips in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah! It's 11.18, so you guys have to be patient. We are not going to finish at 12. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, the, the title of the message this morning is Discerning the Times. Do you have the uh, material to put up on the screen? Discerning the Times. Discerning the Times and God's Pattern amen so i want you to be uh following me this morning because i believe god has something to say to you as an individual to say to global river church to say to us about what's happening in our nation amen discerning the time is a spiritual skill every child of god needs Bible says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons and daughters of God. Romans 8:14. The Holy Spirit, amongst many of his functions or roles in your life as a child of God, is to lead us to truth. Amen. To lead us to truth. You know, when you look at Luke chapter 12, our text is Luke chapter 12, 54 to 56. And he said also to the people, when you see the cloud rise out of the west, straight away you say, there comes a shower. And so it is. And when you see the south wind blows, you say, there will be heat. And it comes to pass. Verse 56, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth. But how is it that you do not discern the time? So Jesus was speaking here. He said you can look at the weather and you can predict whether it's going to rain, whether it's going to be sunny, whether it's going to snow, but you can't discern the times. Amen? Every child of God, born of the Spirit of God, has the Holy Spirit living inside of them. And the function of the Holy Spirit is not as a spiritual hitchhiker through life. It's there for a purpose. And one of the many purposes of the Holy Spirit being in your life is to lead you to truth. To speak to you about your situation, to speak to you about your job, to speak to you about uh, that decision you're about to make, to speak to you about your marriage, to speak to you about your children, to speak to you about your church, to speak to you about the nation. God is a speaking God, and God has not been quiet. So if you say that you are not hearing from God, you need to change that confession there are some in the house, they say it all the time. I don't know. Everybody keeps saying they hear from God, they hear from God. I don't hear from God. The first thing you need to do is to stop saying that. Because the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So the, th- the question you need to ask yourself is, are you truly born again? Because if you are born again, the Spirit of God lives inside of you and he will guide you, will lead you into all truth. God is not in darkness. The Bible says God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. So if God, who is light, lives in you, then light is in you, amen? You are not in darkness, you are not in a place where you, I don't know what to do. Go to the Holy Spirit, he's inside of you. I'm just opening, glory to God. The Bible talks about the men of Issachar in 1 Chronicles 12.32. They had understanding of the times, and they knew what Israel ought to do. They had understanding of the season and the time, and they knew exactly what Israel ought to do. Glory to God. When you begin to look at the patterns of God and how God speaks, There are many, many ways God speaks. He speaks through dreams. Just look at the Old Testament. He speaks through visions. He speaks through audible voice. He speaks to your heart. You just know there's something inside of you that tells you this is what I'm supposed to do. You just know. So God is speaking to us this morning about discerning the time. When I, say, when I say discerning the time, I'm not just talking about what's happening in the election. I'm talking about you personally. I'm talking about what's happening in your family. I'm talking about of every layer of relationship that you have. Amen? Every child of God ought to know what is going on on the job, what is going on in your family. Because the one that carries all truth lives inside of you. Amen? Hallelujah. You have to be able to discern the time, especially because we are in the last days. We are not going into the last days. We are in the last days. And in the last days, there will be some maneuvering that the Lord will need you to understand where you need to go, where you need to move, what decisions you need to make. You know, there are some people that are worried about the vaccine. Should we take the vaccine? Should we not take the vaccine? Well, the Holy Ghost is inside of you. So, I'm provoking the man, the spirit man on the inside of you this morning. There is the office of the prophet. We are going to talk about that in a minute. And there's a place for that. But God has not subjected you only to the office of the prophet. Because the God that speaks to the prophet lives inside of you. Amen? The God that speaks to the prophet, that speaks through the prophet, lives inside inside of you amen you need to know that and you need to walk in that reality that consciousness that you are not strapped you are not in a dire strait what am I supposed to do the man on the the length of distance between you and God is the distance between your knees and the floor Hit the ground and say, Lord, I have no idea what to do. Lead me. Guide me. The ministry of the Holy Spirit. The ministry of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to share some stories with you that um, will hopefully motivate your faith around around this topic. Because, you know, there are so many things that happen and we wonder, how how is this thing happening? How How come it's not happening in my life? God is a speaking God. And he's speaking loud, loud, especially in this season. Especially in America because of what we are going through. Uh, Glory to God. It is the responsibility of, of every child of God to seek the face of the Lord. Like I said, the Holy Spirit is in you and he is the spirit of truth. Now, as a prophet, standing as God's mouthpiece is a difficult ministry. Because when you say, thus saith the Lord, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. You have to know that you know that you know that you heard from the Lord. Amen? Thus saith the Lord is not a prefix or uh, something you just put just to, you know, tickle the ears of people. This is not a joke. This is a ministry. So when somebody says, thus saith the Lord, they better know that they heard from the Lord. Amen? Amen? Amen. So we are looking at two things here. You as a child of God, your ability to hear from the Lord. And also the ministry of the prophet. Praise the Lord. You know, we see some parallels in scripture. Uh, For example, in Osir, Osir, the prophet Osir, the Bible tells us that God told him to go and marry a woman named Goma. How many of us are familiar with the story? And the Bible told us that she was a prostitute, a whore. That's not my word. That's the Bible. (laughs) The King James version called her a whore. Uh, NASB called her a harlot, and uh, another translation says she was a promiscuous woman. Why would God do that? God told the servant, the prophet to go and marry a harlot, a prostitute. Because it was a picture of the relationship between the father and the nation of Israel. They have gone after other gods. Well, you could say, well, why, God, why couldn't God just say that? Yeah. <laughs> why do they have to make the man to go and marry a harlot? The ways of the Lord are not our ways. Hallelujah. So we we see some parallels in scripture, how God speaks. Another example, and I also want to show you, because God has been teaching me uh, the office of the prophet and the ministry of the prophet, many times the delivery of the message comes through the personality of the person. Amen? So if the person is loud or flamboyant, the message will be loud and flamboyant. As long as the content of the message is there, God doesn't care, God made him like that. If somebody is quiet and reserved, the message will be quiet and reserved, amen? But that doesn't mean that the flamboyant guy is better than the quiet guy, it's just personality. And God has different personalities in the body. God knew that that person is flamboyant. For example, I like to dress up, and some people don't. And that's okay. Do you, I do me. Amen. Glory to God. So we begin to see some patterns. For example, I believe in uh, Acts 21. Uh, let me see. Praise the Lord. In Acts 21, Agabus was going to give a word to Paul and if you know Paul stands in the office of a prophet and an apostle so he came took the belt of Paul bound himself the hand and the foot and he said thus saith the Lord so shall the Jews do to the person that owns this belt or King James says the gaddle when you get to Jerusalem that was the word of the Lord so the question is, why couldn't he have just said, thus saith the Lord, if you go to Jerusalem, they are going to bind you, and then they are going to do all this to you. It was demonstrative. He took the belt and wrapped himself and wrapped his leg and said, thus saith the Lord, this is what's going to happen to this person when you get to Jerusalem. And you know the story. Paul heard the word and still went. Now, there are there are some categories of prophetic um, buckets, if you will. So when God is speaking, and depending on how you study it, you might have nine categories. Some people will say it's seven categories, but I have um, eight categories, and I want to go through them real quick. There's what is called a preemptory prophecy, uh, a directive prophecy, that's number two, a revealing prophecy, a comforting prophecy, a warning prophecy, an announcing prophecy, a sentencing prophecy, and the last one, apocalyptic prophecy. The apocalyptic prophecy speaks to the end times. When, when, when God gives an apocalyptic prophecy, he doesn't need your input. He doesn't need your prayers. It's going to happen. You know, like the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, whether you pray or not, it's going to happen. Now, there are some prophecies that are conditional. Maybe maybe next time when the Lord gives me the opportunity, we are going to go through each of those categories, but that's not really where I'm going today. We are going to go through each of those categories and break it down. Because many times, when somebody says, does hear the Lord, and we hear it, many times we just think, oh, that's it, praise the Lord. We just have to just wait and, and see what happens. We see in Daniel... The Bible says, I, Daniel, understood by books that the number of years we're supposed to spend in captivity was 70 years. And we are right at the mark. We are passing that time. And so Daniel began to intercede before the Lord. Daniel began to pray. And then the angel of the Lord was dispatched. And you know the story. He was delayed for 21 days until the answer came. So there are some prophetic word that you get that requires you to pray. Amen? In order for you to see it come to pass, you have to pray, you have to partner with God for them to come to pass. So that's why many times we hear a prophetic word given to us and we don't see any manifestation and we say, well, maybe the prophet missed it. Maybe you didn't do what you're supposed to do. Amen? To see the word come to fruition. So let's look at some parallels of God's How to discern times and God's pattern. Like I said, it's your responsibility as a child of God to hear from God, to hear what God is saying. So that means you have to turn off the TV sometimes. That means you have to turn off social media sometimes. Stop spending hour after hour listening to the news. Most of it is fake news anyway. Stop doing that. Spend your time in prayer before the Lord and hear what God is saying. Hallelujah. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, 8 to 10, we know in part and we prophesy in part. I don't care how strong, how mature the prophet is. I don't care how many encounters they've had going to Third heaven, going to heaven, uh, having visitation with the Lord Himself. Whatever they have received is in part. So the Bible talks about the nine gifts word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirit, etc. The Bible calls it a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. That means it's just a snippet of what God knows. <laughs> it's not everything. So God is looking at everything and he gives you just a little bit of it. Hallelujah. So the fact that you don't have the whole picture, and we are going to talk about how faith ties with this. The fact that I don't have the whole picture does not mean that God has not spoken or does not mean that what God said is not true. Let's look at some patterns here that we see. Prophecy requires faith. You don't believe that? 2 Chronicles twenty twenty, we know this. If you look at the B part. Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Hear me, O Judah, O Global River, O brothers and sisters. Believe the Lord your God, you shall be established. Believe is prophet; you shall prosper. We keep going back to this almost fundamental concept of Christianity. Hebrews eleven six: without faith, it's impossible to please God. Whether it's in the prophetic, whether it's in the apostolic, whether as an evangelist, whether it's in your family life, in your prayer life, in worship anything and everything that we do with god is foundationed on faith the scripture said without faith it's impossible it didn't say it's difficult it's impossible to please god so even when god speaks you have to believe it when you hear "Thus say the lord you still have to believe it let me give you a very classic example Look at 1 Samuel 16, we are gonna go there. 1 Samuel 16. Discerning the times and the patterns of God. 1 Samuel 16. This is a story we are familiar with. Uh, if you've been in the church any length of time, you should be familiar with this story. It's the story of God selecting David to be the next king of Israel. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your own with all, and go. I am sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. I mean, let's pause for a second. This is not a fly-by-night prophet. This is somebody that has been walking with God from his childhood. Remember the first encounter he had with the Lord? When the Lord spoke to him about Eli, why didn't God just say, go and anoint David? He said, I have provided for myself at the next king, among his sons. That's what God said. So many times you hear from God, you are hearing from God, and you are doubting it because there are no specificity. It's not very detailed and we are going to go into some examples where God gives specific details. He is God. And he can do as he pleases. Amen. So God told him, go to this house. House of Jesse. One of his boys is my next king. God, you know who that is. Why don't you tell me? Do you know why? Hebrews 11:6. Without faith, if If the prophet had not gone by faith, it won't be pleasing to the Lord. It will not be pleasing to the Lord. Anything that you do that does not require you to believe God, is not pleasing to him. No matter how you pretty it up, how you dress it up, if it's not done by faith, it's not pleasing to him. Now Samuel said, I'm going to go and then Saul is going to kill me. But the Lord's helping him to lie. And you say, I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. Somebody might read that and say, God is helping him to lie? No. He's God. I keep reminding us, he's God. He runs everything. So the moment God speaks, he becomes. Just read Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. And God said, let there be light. And light came. God said, let the water separate. And they separated. So when God said, take an ephah, that becomes part of the assignment. You see that? Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. Now to save time, you know the story. He got to the house and they gathered the sons. And this is very dramatic, very, very interesting. And the Lord he said, you know, the first the the, the elders passed, I think it's Iliab, said the Lord has rejected him. He didn't say the Lord, the Lord has chosen him. He said I have rejected him. God said, I have rejected him. So it was almost like a trial by error. And then the second guy passed. God said, I have rejected him. Then the last guy. And then he said, is this all your sons? He's still operating by, he's hearing from God, but he's still doing everything by faith. Because there's no proof that what God said is true. Because at this point, he hasn't found the king yet. And then the father said, oh, there's still one left in the field. He's taking care of the sheep. Because, I mean, think about it. If you are a member of that family and they're supposed to bring you all of the sons and the father did not think it right to call you, <laughs> you'd be questioning, am I adopted? <laughs> am I part of this family? And so, when David showed up, God said, that's the man. That's the one. He's a prophet. So, why didn't God just say, go to the house of Jesse and anoint David? Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. And because he's God. He's God. I'm building up to something here. Amen? Amen? I said prophecy requires faith. Sometimes the word of the Lord at times does not happen on your schedule or timetable. I'm using my British word. Your schedule (laughs) and your timetable. (laughs) Praise the Lord. If you go to Psalm 105, this is a story we're familiar with, Psalm 105. It's one of our big, uh, very um, known figures in the Bible. Psalm 105. Let's begin from verse 7. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the word which he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac and confirmed it to Jacob for his statue to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying to you, I will give the land of Canaan as the allotment of his inheritance. They were few in number, indeed very few, and strangers in it, verse 13. When they went from one nation to another nation, he permitted no one to do them wrong, yea, he rebuked kings for their sake, saying, do not touch my anointed ones, and do not do my prophets any harm. Moreover, he called for a famine in the land. He destroyed all the provisions of bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with feathers and laid in hions until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. Now, I'm going to stop there. I'm talking about Joseph. You know Joseph the man with coat of many colors, loved by his papa, living in his household. All of a sudden, Joseph began to have dreams. One of the ways that God speaks, by the way, is dreams. Don't ignore your dreams. We've had many teachings in this church about dreams. In fact, many times you you think you are having a dream, but it's actually a vision of the night. So I just wanna plug that in. So Joseph had a word, clear word from the Lord that one day, a season will come, all his brothers, mama and papa included, will bow before him. And he told the dream to the the family, and they interpreted it correctly. Are you saying we are going to bow before you? You arrogant boy. Go and sit in one corner over there. And the scripture told us the trials of the life of Joseph. He was sold into slavery. It looked like the word of God has fallen to the ground. It looked like. he went into slavery. He went into Potiphar's house. And Potiphar's wife had a heart for Joseph. The Bible. <laughs> she was going to, you know, sleep with him. And Joseph said, no, I can't do this. I can't sin against the Lord. That ended him in prison, in more prison now God has spoken remember God has spoken via a dream and it looked like God's word has fallen to the ground don't just follow the story I want you to be picturing this in the context of what God has spoken to you God has told you certain things it looks like the word of the Lord a family about the plan that he has for you but right now it looks like the word of the Lord has fallen to the ground If Joseph was here, I would tell you, my brother, my sister, let me tell you the ways of God. When God speaks, it's over. It's done. Winds and waves will come. So let's just put that one in one corner. Winds and waves will come. When God speaks, the enemy will do his best to try to waylay what God has said. And the scripture told us the word of the Lord tested him until that word came to pass. They hurt his feet with feathers. This is a carrier of the promise of God. And I'm looking at a bunch of carriers of the promise of God. Not just the written word, the rhema word. What God has spoken to you. What God has spoken to you in the secret place of your prayer time. What God has spoken to you through another prophet. What God has spoken to you through vessels. Like this morning, God spoke to me through two sisters. I was doing my thing, waiting on the Lord there, and somebody gave, gave me a word that encouraged my heart. Amen? God is a speaking God and the fact that it looks like what God has said has fallen to the ground is a lie of the enemy it's a lie of the enemy it, it trades in lies and deceit He will come to you and say well, well you see, see look at you look at look at you you, you think that's gonna happen there's no chance The Bible says the word of the Lord tested him until one day, you know the story, he came into the palace and was dressed in royal attire. And when the brothers came, you know what happened? They hit the ground, just like he saw many years prior. So I'm bringing encouragement to your heart this morning, what God has said will surely come to pass. Heaven and earth may pass away, but not a jot, a comma, a semicolon of what God has said, whether it's the written word or the rema word that God has given you. It's coming to pass. It will surely come to pass. Come hell or high waters, it will surely come to pass. The word of the Lord many times doesn't happen on our schedule. And that's why we vacillate. I'll tell you a story. I have a witness in the house, my daughter. So many months ago, she was having a basketball game. And about three minutes to the end of the game, they were down by three points. So I was in the, in the stands with the parents, and I, I didn't like it, I don't like to lose. Even when I play with them, I win. But somebody told me that I shouldn't be doing that, so I'm modifying that a little bit. I don't like to lose. So I was standing, I was sitting in the stand, and I said, Lord, I just prayed a simple prayer. I said, Lord, I, I, I just prayed, though, that you will help my daughter's team win. When I said that, the Lord said to me, do you believe that I'm able to do it? I said, yes, Lord, of course I believe. And that was the last thing he said. And the game continued, down to two minutes down to 60 seconds they were still losing down to 30 seconds am i right was it three seconds so it was down to 30 seconds when it got to 30 seconds my faith were like because at that point all the parents on my side, the other side are jubilating. On the parents, they are gathering their stuff, you know, gathering their, it was a good game, it was a good game, you know, it was a good game. They, They played really well, they played really well. Me, I'm standing there like, God, I heard you. You spoke to me. It may seem flimsy to you. In fact, in the grand scheme of things, there are probably thousands of basketball games going on in that moment throughout the world. But I had a conversation with God and he cares, and he told me that he would do it. This is not, this is speaking to somebody this morning. When the time comes to the wire, and it looks like the word of the Lord is falling to the ground. You have to look at the integrity of the one that said it. Three seconds, she's right there, she's my witness. Three seconds to the time, there was an interception. my, My daughter's side got the ball. And in that last second, the ball went in. And they won the game. Everybody was like, huh, what just happened? And I'm standing there with tears coming down my face, not because of the game, because I see the integrity of Jehovah. So what God has spoken to you, I want you to dust it off the shelf. Those prophetic words that you put in the back burner, dust it off the shelf. And begin to pray and intercede over them. Lord, you said this. Lord, you said this. Lord, you said this. Amen? The fact that it has not happened in your schedule doesn't mean anything. In fact, I'll tell you another story because I had all kinds of conversation with the Lord. I shared this with pastor. So I was sitting in my bed, like, you know, I was just, you know, talking to the Lord. And I said, Lord, because I was, you know, I watched the news here and there, just snippets here and there. So I was looking at all the nonsense that was problematic. I said, Lord, this looks really problematic. And the Lord said, you know, it's like action heroes. I think I share with Pastor William, and Pastor Tom. It's like action heroes. You know, you guys love movies. Yeah. Who loves movies here? Yeah. Uh, you're watching your action hero. Typically, the way the storyline goes, almost all the time, The action hero, they are beating him, they've cornered him, he's about to die, they're about to blow up the building, and all of a sudden, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, the muscles come up, and then he's back, and then he wins. God said to me, that's what I'm doing here, I love drama too. And apart from that, God said he's also doing this, I'm talking about elections specifically, that he's doing this to uncover all the gunk and remove it it's not over oh no don't don't waste your time it's not over and this is this is this is where I base my faith on I know I heard from God so what I gave here was not my thinking I heard from God and apart from that I also listen to other more seasoned prophets people that have been speaking for years and their words come to pass. People that have face-to-face encounter with our Savior. Yes. And they are saying the same thing. Yes. All across America. All across the world, really. Yes. There was a guy from Kenya. Some guys from India. Yes. Prophets all across. They are saying... Are you telling me a lying spirit has come upon everyone? Uh, right. <laughs> so rest your mind. Yes. Chill. Drink some Kool-Aid, spend some time to pray, and know that you will see the salvation of the Lord. Look at Exodus 14:14. The Bible says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. For the Egyptians that you see today, you will no longer see forever. For the Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Oh, no. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about that. But I'm I'm speaking more to you as a person, as an individual. What God has spoken to you. And it looks like the word of the Lord is falling to the ground. Have you ever read it anywhere in the scriptures? Where the word of the Lord falls to the ground? God likes dramatics. I'll prove it to you. The three Hebrew boys. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They love God just like you do. They declare their faith. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us. If I was God, and I'm glad I'm not. (laughs) If I was God, I would step in right there. Maybe an angel would show up and just slap the king, and he's like, who did that? (laughs) But that's not what God did, because God is wiser than us. The Bible calls him the only wise God. So that's why when you and I read the story today, I am convinced. My faith is strengthened that no matter what, even in the fire, yeah. even if they throw me in the fire, he's going to show up as a fourth man in the fire. Amen. So you ask yourself, why didn't God just stop it before they got in the fire? Why did God let them get in the fire? Because it doesn't matter where it is; it's still God. In the mountain, in the valley, in the fire, he is still. God hallelujah he is still God I was telling my family the other day I said come hell or high water no matter what the devil says the word of the Lord will surely come to pass let's take it up a notch John chapter 11 one of my favorite passages Lazarus the friend of Jesus is a friend of Jesus. Yeah. It's not just a fly-by-night, some random guy, some random girl, some random woman. It's a friend of Jesus. Yeah. And they prayed. They prayed, they, they reached out to him. Lord, your friend, whom you love, is sick. Come around here. And the scripture said, the Holy Ghost told him to take his time. Because the father says, I want to flex. I want to flex. <laughs> you know, the Bible talks about his great and mighty act, and mighty power. So when the father wants to flex, he reserves the right to flex. And I believe concerning your situation, God is about to flex his power. <laughs> Demonstrate that he's truly God. You know the story? The true... I mean, by the time Jesus got there, he had been dead for four days. By all accounts, eat over. Jesus said, did I not say unto you, if you will believe, you will see the glory of the Lord. Meaning that no matter how terrible, how advanced the situation has been, how long it has been, it means nothing to God to us, to doctors, to professionals, to whoever is telling you, according to what the number says, you are not getting out of debt until 2050. But not with God, not with God. God can can get you out of debt by December 31st. How? That's outside of my pay grade. My part, your part, is to have crazy, aggressive faith. Just believe God. I don't know how to say it. Just believe God without any reason, like Abraham did. The Bible says, against hope, in hope he believed. There was no reason for anybody to hope, but Abraham said, against that, I'm still going to believe. And Jesus showed up. He said, he's been dead. Lord, by now he's thinking. (laughs) I am the resurrection and the life you know I've been doing a series on uh, social media that the Lord gave me Uh, the title is introducing Jesus so I've done about four or five messages and in that that series of messages I began to Introduce Jesus as a miracle worker. Introduce Jesus as God that can do anything. That was the message I did did yesterday. There's a song that is going strong that I know without a shadow of doubt came from the throne of grace. And it goes like this. What you cannot do, what you cannot fix, what you cannot solve does not exist. What you cannot do What you cannot fix, what you cannot solve, does not exist. That's a song uh, that came from Nigeria. It's going strong. It's it's getting viral all over the internet. Powerful song. Literally, what God cannot do does not exist. I was explaining to my kids in, in our prayer time. I said, look at it this way. If there's something God cannot do, that means that something bested God that means it's no longer God. Think about it with me. Let's just think about it. If there's something that is bigger than God that God cannot handle, that means that thing has taken the place of God. Do you see that? And that doesn't exist. So we are looking at it from our human eye, our natural eye, rise higher and see from God's perspective. That what God cannot do doesn't exist. I think many of us, we connect with that intellectually. You have to move to a place in the spirit where you believe it right here. Right in the man on the inside. That what God cannot do does not exist. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now God spoke to, there was a commotion between Moses and his siblings, and in Numbers 12 verse 6, God said, "'Hear my words, if there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house.' I speak to him face to face, even plainly, and not in dark sayings, and he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Right now, all over social media, again, I only look at a little bit and then I move on, there are many in the church that are speaking against God's prophets, The Bible says, touch not my anointed, and do my prophet no harm. I'm just going to leave that alone. God said, if there's a prophet among you, I speak to them in dreams and in visions, but not with my servant Moses, because I have a face-to-face encounters with him. How come you, it, it's not heavy in your mouth to speak against him? Because when you spoke against him, you are speaking against me. And you saw what happened. (laughs) Miriam became leprous. And (sighs) let's move on. (laughs) Discerning the times. Understanding what God is doing. It's not over. Whatever God has spoken to you is not falling to the ground. Whatever God has said about that sickness, about that situation, it's not falling to the ground. Passage of time notwithstanding. You have to get to a place where you are rooted in your confidence and your faith in this God. And how do you do that? You begin to meditate in his word. You begin to spend time in prayer and seek his face. And he will talk to you. He's a speaking God. And it's okay for God to speak to us through a prophet. You know, many of you are here, uh, I think it was in January, when... Uh, um, I think William Wood and his wife came and gave a prophetic word for my daughter and for myself and for a few other folks here. Um, what what I received that day was a confirmation of what God has told me two months prior. I was in a season of prayer, extensive prayer before the Lord, and when the Lord said it, I was like, "Huh? Are you sure?" And the way he said, it was very unique. He said, the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and design of spirit will begin to operate in your life going forward. I said, Lord, this is big. You're going to have to confirm it. Through somebody I don't know. Well, I don't know her. (laughs) Never met her before. I said, Lord, I want you to confirm this. Through somebody I do not know. And the Lord did. So what am I saying this morning? God is saying to you what he has said is almighty, Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born, or unto us a son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called wonderful, mighty God, El Gibor, mighty God. I... I'll tell you my thinking, you know, I'm, I'm exposing myself to you guys today. So re- recently I was meditating, you know, I love Marvel, Marvel Universe and all that. So I watched Iron Man, Hulk, all of them, all of them guys, Paul and, you know, Thanos. I was telling my kids this so they, she can corroborate what I'm saying. I said, Lord, you know, I'm picturing Helgibor. You know, I was studying it. I was meditating it. I'm picturing Helgibor like you combine all of the, the, the strength of Thanos and Iron Man and Hulk and all of those guys. Put all of the Marvel guys together and put it in one person. And you know what God said to me? He said, that's insulting. <laughs> I'm not lying. God said that's insulting because you don't know. Fully who I am. The Bible says, once has God spoken, twice have I heard it. That power belongs to God. Do you know that the power that the enemy has came from God? So you think that the power that God gave the devil is not bigger than God? It's impossible. Sorry, that's a word. Impossible and can't. Impassecant. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> I just made up a word. It's impossible. He's the most high God is the most high God. I just want to encourage your heart today. What God has said to you is not falling to the ground. It's not falling to the ground. If God said it, it's not coming down. Because he has what it takes to make it good. Uh, there are many examples I can give us. You know, the children of Israel go to the Red Sea and they began to yell at their leader, like, are you telling me there are no graves in Egypt? That's why you brought us here? We told you not to let us come here. They forgot all the victories that they won, the 10 plagues and everything that God did. And Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord said, you will now see the wonders of God. Stretch out your rod." And what happened? The Red Sea parted. So what am I trying to say? If God has to do a miracle that has no record in Scripture in order to make his word good in your life, that's exactly what he would do. If God has to create a new category of miracle that has no record in Scripture, that's what he would do. Hallelujah. I hope this is blessing you. Oh, my goodness what god cannot do does not exist what you cannot do what you cannot change what you cannot turn does not exist what he cannot do what he cannot change what he cannot do does not exist the lord is speaking to your heart this morning through this clear vessel to remind you who he is he is almighty he is el gibor the most high god what god has said to you will not fall to the ground in spite of the lies of the enemy in spite of all the winds and waves glory to god the pattern of god's word is very clear When God speaks, the enemy will do his best to attack your mind. Increase the symptoms, the physical symptoms. Increase the pain, But you stand your ground. The Bible says, having done all to stand, stand therefore. Having done all to stand. Even on days you don't feel like praying. There are some days that I don't feel like praying. And I just say, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I believe you. Amen. I remember when we were leaving Minnesota to come here, there were all kinds of wings that were going on because we don't have time. But I, my, there are some times during that period that my prayer is just, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I just have this crazy faith that you will. I just believe it. I just believe it. I just believe it. And he did it. Amen? He is trustworthy. He is reliable. In a way, I feel like I'm doing an extension of my message from Facebook, introducing Jesus. He is reliable. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've seen me, was talking to Philip, you've seen the Father. And he's talking to, to you this morning. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. What God has said to you in a dream, what God has said to you through a prophet, what God has said to you in the written word, is coming to pass. Yes. Every promise, every truth, every word God has spoken to you, he shall, it shall come to pass. Every promise, every truth, every word God has spoken to you. It shall it shall come to pass. I believe I'm speaking by the Holy Ghost to every heart this morning. Set to your heart. Set to your heart. Discern the times and what the Lord is saying, even in this season. For everything that I've said concerning you, mahipotosi is coming from the integrity of who I am. Eli kasutare ne mosikalada, it's coming from the strength that I carry. Nakuri te adama sutaya, there has been no battle that I've come across me or my people that I've lost. nangachi Kerima, check my records. So rejoice sons and daughters For the battle is mine Say the spirit of the living God Everything God has said Pastor it's coming to pass The winds and the waves may come But so what? It makes it a fun testimony. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I have so much more to say, but our time is gone. We'll pick it up next time. Uh, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you to take this moment, this moment, to renew your confidence in God and tell him, Lord, I believe you. Tell him, Lord, I believe you. Lord, I believe you. Every, every place where I have doubted you, where I have wavered because of the passage of time. Where I have wavered because of the increase of the symptoms or the pain or what the, the, the natural senses are telling me. Lord, I repent in this moment. And Lord, I renew my faith in you. I believe you. I believe you. Father, we just thank you for this morning. Lord, I thank you for your house this morning. I thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in this season. Lord, I thank you for everyone in Global River Church. I thank you for everything you have said concerning this house. Everything you have said concerning this house. Specifically, the Lord is prompting me right now. A time will come, I've said it before, that you, won't, you will have to get to church on time in order to get a seat. A time will come that you have to be here on time in order to get a seat. The Lord is doing a massive thing in the earth, a a great revival, harvest of soul throughout the United States and all over the world. That's what God is on, on God's agenda in this next season we are stepping into. And so, Father, we just honor you, we thank you. We renew our confidence in you, we renew our intimacy with you. You know, the, 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 the worship this morning was only Ghost directed. Intimacy, intimacy with the Father. Get away with the Lord, and he will speak to your heart. He will tell you exactly what to do, what decisions to make, how to turn, where to go. He's our GPS navigator. And so we thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for what you are doing in our midst. Thank you for Pastor Tom and his family. I thank you, Lord, for strength for him i thank you lord for strength for pastor willie and his family i thank you lord for all the leaders oh god pastor terry i thank you lord for all the volunteers i thank you lord for the women and the men i thank you lord for those under the sound of my voice that feel a heavy burden i rebuke that burden i rebuke that this that that spirit right now to leave you in the name of the lord jesus i release strength i release grace even right now in the mighty name of jesus lord i pray oh god Even after the service, because I know that's what the devil does. Once you walk out the door, it will start attacking your mind. You stand your ground. Lord, we just thank you. I have to stop because if I continue, we'll be here for a long time. Lord, we just honor you. We just give you praise. Thank you, Jesus.